That was perhaps the world's worst kept secret and no surprise at all to me. Anyhow, when Fonterra came out this morning and announced a reduction in the Farmgate milk price for the current season, Midpoint has gone from $9 to $8.50, just reflecting where the market is really at the moment. Chief Executive Miles Hurrell joins us on the country. Miles, some people uh, have said that you should have gone earlier. Yeah, good day, Jamie. Well, firstly, I mean, it is, uh, you know, we should acknowledge, you know, $9 to eight fifty is a significant movement at a time when, you know, things are, things are pretty tough out there on farm. Costs are up and not to mention, you know, weather events that, that the, the countries have been plagued with. So, yeah, that, that's firstly the, the first thing we should probably point out. To come off $9 uh, to, to eight fifty, you know, should we come a bit earlier? There was always an anticipation that we'd see, you know, quite a quick bounce back uh, from, from China. And while we have seen a little bit of movement of late, you know the the, the clouds on the sort of short term horizon and the rest of the economies around the world that we that we uh, play in uh, have just sort of seen a bit of subdued demand. So, you know, all of that suggests uh, that that we needed to move now. Uh, your main competitor, Open Country Dairy, for instance, is at eight fifty. I see the banks ANZ eight fifty, ASB eight sixty five, BNZ eight sixty. A couple of the others have yet to move yet, but as I said, that is kind of where the market is. At eight dollars fifty, can dairy farmers make a buck? Well, of course, every farmer's got their own situation that they need to look at. But but you know, the the, the dairy NZ numbers would suggest that that farm working expenses still a still a margin to be made for the vast majority of farmers out there. But as I say, some will have uh, you know different debt positions and, and costs have gone up in that regard. You know, different um, feeding systems and and you know different uh, stocking rates. So they'll all have a different a different. Um, a uh, different measure, of course, but uh, where it sits, uh, I think we're okay. And this came off the back of an updated milk forecast collection, which is down slightly on your previous estimates. Yeah, so, so we've been tracking behind uh, last year for for quite a while now. You know, as we all know, it was a pretty pretty rough spring. Uh, we did see some pretty good growing conditions, sort of just through that summer period, just after Christmas. But as as we know, that this later situation, cyclones. You know, we'll really start to damage that milk collection from here on. So we thought it was again prudent to, to send that message early. Uh, interesting enough, I think that the you know the little bit of market sentiment out there has got the wrong end of the of the stick, if if you like, from from where we're at in New Zealand. I think you know the decans numbers for January were up uh, year on year. Of course, they were up in January, uh, but you know you think about the, the as I say the poor spring and the outlook based on the cyclone situation that we've been having. Uh, I don't think that's the had filtered through to the market. So. I, I think that you know, sending that clear message to the market now is that there's no more milk coming out of New Zealand. So if you want to, if you want to get some product, uh, hurry up. Not to mention the dry in the lower half of the South Island. Look, um, Cyclone Gabrielle, milk collections roughly, and I, I, I know you haven't got an exact number on this. How many farms can't you reach at the moment? Yeah, well, I mean, it, you know, down down in sort of that that Hawkes Bay area, circa thirty five, or that, that we that we can't reach uh, through through roads being closed and the like. So, you know, bloody devastating. If we, let's be honest about it, an absolute uh, d- disaster um, for everyone in, in that category and that in that area. Not not just the rural rural economies, but even even those in, in the urban areas. Uh, but we're about thirty five farms uh, there. We've got Northland still still dealing a little bit. I think we've got about a dozen odd farms there that we're, we're struggling to reach. So. Uh, you know, one of the benefits of the co-op, though, is that you know we are spread from right at the top of the north to the bottom of the south, and and this is where the co-op helps each other. Um, wasn't that long ago the poor the poor folk down in Nelson were dealing with with, with problems, and and uh, you know we, we'll keep paying farmers for 
uh, for milk that they would have collected through that period. And, and uh, so, yeah, devastating, but, but we're trying to sort of keep them keep them whole um, because we know it'll only be another part of the country that'll, that'll pick up the pieces at some other point. Well, that is the benefit of a co-op. They will still get paid. Will you ask some of them to dry off rather than go through the daily ritual of having to milk the cows and dump the milk? Well, ultimately, they'll they'll make their own call on that. Um, you know, clearly, there's there's the environmental impact of, of putting milk down the drain, and but also you need to understand the impacts on on on, on the animals themselves. So, between our teams, uh, the, the vets and the environment, the, uh, the regional councils, uh, they'll, they'll make the right call. Um, but as I say, that that's secondary for us. I mean, they'll make their own calls for us. It's about keep, keeping our farmers whole through what is a, a, a very very tough time for them. Miles Hurrell, Chief Executive of Fonterra, thanks for your time on The Country, always appreciate it. Great, thanks Jamie, have a good day.